Hello, and welcome to Strategic Leadership with Paul Gilbert. So glad you can join us here today. This is a channel where we talk about strategy and leadership and the things that help make an organization really strong and achieve its mission and goal in an important way. So today we're going to be talking about an interesting subject um, about insourcing versus outsourcing. So when you outsource anything, you're you're basically contracting that out. You're allowing another company or organization to deliver that the good or service, whatever it is that you need. And when you're insourcing, you're doing just the opposite. You're deciding that your organization is going to take that on and deliver that product or service yourself. And it's it's really important to think about what things that you insource and what things that you outsource, because that really helps you focus as an organization, helps you achieve your goal, helps you think about your mission and how you're going to grow and develop. And it's something that not everyone, every organization consciously thinks about much, but you, but every organization should, uh, because it helps you define where you're putting your priorities and how you're going to grow. So a couple of things to consider in thinking about what things you're going to insource, what things you're going to outsource. And the first one is, is mission. So does whatever service that is, is that central to your mission or not? One of the things that almost every organization outsources is trash collection. You don't want to devote your organization's resources into having your own trash disposal system. That just is not a, a, a good use of your time and effort and resources. So you hire a company that does that. They take care of that service. Everyone needs it, but few organizations provide it internally. That's something that you outsource. And you outsource it because that's not central to your mission. It's just a cost of doing business that needs to be done. So there's one example. A lot of the decisions of insourcing and outsourcing get to the structure of your organization, how your organization is built and what kinds of operations you're going to have and, and how you're going to move forward. And those kind of structural questions may not seem important at one level, but in reality, they're very important. If you think about two airplanes, one is the right flyer from from 1903. And the other one is maybe a, an F-22 Raptor, you know, a cutting edge um, fighter aircraft of today. They both have the same goal, which is, which is flight, but they go about it totally different ways. They, they are structured differently. They're put together differently. The results are dramatically different. And the same goes with an organization. How you structure your organization, where you put your efforts, how you go about doing things has all the difference in terms of whether you're going to be highly effective or marginal in your goals and how you achieve them. So one of the important things to think about in all of these structural questions is to just be intentional. Many organizations sort of evolve over time. They, they, they do some things because they were done in the past. They continue to do them. I'm a big proponent of being very intentional about all your decisions so that they are done in a thoughtful way 
so that you're always thinking about not that we've done things in a certain way in the past, but is that the right way to do them today and tomorrow? So some of the goals in organizing your your entity is to think about being nimble and flexible because your market will always change. Your customers will need different things in the future. So how do you position yourself to be adaptive to a changing market? How do you keep your overhead low? So revenues might go up and down with various market conditions. If your overhead is low, then you can withstand even slim times and do well when when opportunities are, are greater. What things are of great value to your customers? That is really a very important question as you think about what things you are going to do in your organization, what things you're not going to do. If something is not of central value to your customer, then don't spend a lot of time and effort on it. That may mean outsourcing it. That may mean doing it internally, but not putting too much effort into those things. Oftentimes we confuse cost with value and cost and value are such different things. Value is in the mind of the customer and value is what's important. Costs, they're just expenses that add up, but the customer does not necessarily value all those expenses. So it gets you to think very decisively about what are the things you're doing? What are the costs that you have that are valued by your customer? And what are the costs that you have that are not valued by your customer? And how do you minimize those? And then how do you position your organization to grow in meaningful ways in the future? All these things are driven by these decisions about insourcing and outsourcing. One of the key factors is really to think a lot about your strengths as an organization. And your strengths can take a number of different forms. They can be skills and aptitudes of your staff. You might have a group that is so dynamic and creative in certain ways that you want to take advantage of those skills, experiences that you have that are, that are unique, that other competitors in the market may or may not have. You also may have facilities that are, that are unique and different and, again, set you apart from others that are out there. Understanding what those strengths are and leveraging those strengths and using those strengths is one of the, the most important things you can do. The mission question, which we've already touched on, is really critical so that you're putting your focus and effort of your organization into things that are mission critical and not so much in the things that are not mission critical. So as many of you know, I'm in the park and recreation field and I've, I've taught this idea of insourcing and outsourcing numerous times at conferences and different training sessions. And one of the things I like to do is to present the group with a scenario and then break them into two subgroups and have each group meet independently, work up a recommendation and come back. And every single time I've done it, I've had the same results in that I can get two groups with the same objective facts to go in two opposite directions by giving them a lot of subjective information that will drive them in one direction or another. It's a great lesson because we all like to think that we are rational and objective. And you come back 
with your group and you have a recommendation that's 180 degrees different from the other group, and you think that other group must be wrong, and you review the actual facts and realize the facts are the same, it, it shows both groups that we are all subject to being influenced by non-objective facts. And it makes the point that we need to be even more careful as we think about insourcing and outsourcing and how to build our organization. So here's the scenario in the, in the broad view. It is a water park and the two teams are tasked with figuring out whether to insource or outsource the food service. So remember, insourcing is the food service will be provided by the staff of that water park. Outsourcing will be that the food service is provided by an external company. And they're given very, they're given the exact same objective facts, but they're given some different subjective facts. So I have the blue team and the greed team. And the blue team is has the assumption that the status quo is insourcing. And the green team has the assumption that the status quo is outsourcing. It doesn't actually say that. It's just the way it's worded. The blue team, the manager thinks the mission is water safety. And in the green team, the manager thinks the mission is customer service. It doesn't say what the actual mission is. It just talks about what the manager's perception is. Then we have a few other things like food costs could go up and food costs could go down. Well, yeah, both are true. It's a future cost out there that no one knows. Maybe it's going up, maybe it's going down. But by simply highlighting that there's a perception it could go up or down influences people. Then in the fact section with the blue team, I lead with the expenses and sort of opine on the expenses a bit more. And with the green team, I lead with the revenue and sort of hype up the revenue a little bit more. The objective facts are exactly the same. They have the same revenues, the same expenses. It's just a matter of what you lead with. Again, it gets to the point that we are all very subjective, even when we're trying to be objective. And it means we need to try that much harder to realize what decisions we're making just because we lean in a certain direction, those around us are leaning in a certain direction, and what decisions we're making because it's actually, we've actually thought through all the criteria and are making the right decisions. So I love this exercise because it inevitably gets both sides looking at the other, thinking that they've made the wrong decision, and then I go through the objective facts and they realize the objective facts are the same, yet they've reached totally opposite opinions about whether to insource or outsource. So let's look now at a few real-world examples, not hypotheticals, of both insourcing and outsourcing. And I think they might illuminate some of the decision-making. So an outstanding park system out there is the Orange County Park System in California, in the LA area. And as a park system on the coast, they have six public beaches. And at each public beach, they have public parking, that's pay parking. And for many years, the the Orange County Park staff manned those parking facilities, 
put in the equipment, handled the cash, dealt with everything related to the, the parking operations at the beach. And then they went through a process where they thought about that carefully and made a choice to outsource that, that service. One of the things they thought about was, was the parking operation a core function? Was it connected to the mission of Orange County Park and Recreation? They came to the conclusion that it really wasn't core to the mission. So that was an important thing to, to think about. Then they thought about resource utilization. It was taking a lot of their staff time to do this operation, and they could use those staff more effectively in other places within their park system. They also looked at productivity. The equipment that they were using was getting old and antiquated. It was going to be a high cost to replace it. And so the productivity of the parking was not great. In many cases, the equipment used for paying for parking was breaking down and they were losing revenue. There was also cost avoidance in having another entity pay for all of the upgrades and equipment. And then there was risk. They were handling all of this cash in inherently a risky operation. They took all those factors into consideration and they decided to outsource. So what were the, what were the results of this outsourcing? Well, they did the outsourcing in 2008 and almost immediately the gross revenue that the parking operations were bringing in went up by 20% with all new equipment and, and no gaps in service. The amount of money that Orange County Park and Rec was getting went up by 11%. So their net of expenses was growing considerably. The contractor put in all new equipment and park staff were able to be redeployed into other areas of the park system where they could be better utilized. That seems like a really good result. Um, they were focused on their mission. They were focused on their organizational strengths. And they were focused on how to serve their public. A great example of outsourcing. So let's look at another model, which is one of insourcing. This one involves Nova Parks, which is the organization that I'm the executive director of. In 2007, Nova Parks, that has several event venues, was doing collectively about 180 social events a year. These are mostly wedding receptions. And at that time, all of the catering was done by outside caterers. So we had the event hall, we'd rent the event hall, um, but we wouldn't do any of the catering. Those would, would all be done by outside companies. And that was the way that we had operated for, for decades. We thought about it a little bit, and we made a decision based on a number of factors. One was we had, at that time, a new food service manager who had a lot of experience running restaurants and catering operations who came to us and said, I could create an internal catering operations. I have all the expertise to do that. So all of a sudden, looking at the strengths of the organization, we had the facilities 
and we had the staff expertise for the first time. Then we began to think about the mission. And our mission was defined as creating great experiences for our customers. But when the mission is great experiences, our job is broader than simply renting the, the venue and turning on the lights and opening and closing the door. A great experience is, um, is something that happens from the beginning to the ending of the customer experience and all the elements in between and identifying a caterer, having a quality caterer, all of those things factor in to this person that's come to us for presumably a wedding reception or some other kind of big social event. And if we can add value to their experience, that is helping us achieve our mission. And then the third thing was we thought a bit about the market. So most people that are having a social event like this, a, a big reception, they find the venue first and they find the catering second. So if we are the venue and we have our own catering services, we can, in most cases, show them what we can do in catering and capture that business as well. And we've essentially captured twice the revenue that we would from just renting the, the event facility. So we launched that. Since we launched our catering department, we've also added more venues for receptions, and that's because we've had success in this area. Today, we do over 500 social events a year, up from 180 back in 2007. We've also added millions of dollars in new revenue to our operations, and our customers are much happier and have a smooth experience from beginning to end. There were always issues with different caterers coming into our facilities and whether they, they knew what they were doing or didn't know what they were doing. Now we have a great uniformity of, of operations because the catering and the event venue are one and the same. So the customer gets a better experience. We get more revenue to support our park system and it's a win-win it's a all the way around. So you can see in these two examples, Orange County and Nova Parks, that there were thoughtful decisions about insourcing and outsourcing. I think both organizations made the right decision because we thought through strengths, market, opportunities, mission, all these things went into our, our thinking. And we made thoughtful decisions about where to put our staff resources and time, what things are central to our mission and what things aren't. And that helped us both become stronger, better organizations, serving our public in better ways, even though we each reached a, an opposite conclusion, one to insource, one to outsource. So again, the intention of, of this talk is not to tell anyone that you should insource certain things or outsource other things. It's really to get you thinking about what things do you insource, what things do you outsource, should you do that, have you thought through the process, and really are you being intentional about these choices that have a big impact on your organization, its potential for growth, your 
your ability to achieve your mission and your ability to serve your constituents. All those things factor into these little decisions about whether we do things in-house or outsource, and they help us think through all of these uh, important, important decisions that help our organizations grow, achieve their missions, serve the public in better ways. So I hope that this prompts some thinking on your part about your organization, whether it be public, private, nonprofit, doesn't really matter. Think very intentionally about what activities you choose to do internally, what activities you're going to invest in, facilities, personnel, expertise to do well, and what things that maybe you don't have the scale and volume to do effectively, and it's better to outsource those things. A lot of this comes down to economies of scale. And if your operations are big enough in a certain area to insource effectively, that can work. And if they're not big enough to insource effectively, then in many cases, your best option is to outsource. So thank you for joining me today in this discussion about what things to do internally and what things to do externally. I hope this was a good discussion. Please like, subscribe, comment to this content and this channel. It helps other people find it. And hopefully collectively together, we work at serving our public and constituents and customers in a better and better way by being intentional about our organizations, growing them and achieving great things together. Thank you so much.